Hello there. You're about ready to listen to a very special sneak peek of our Patreon-exclusive show, Spider-Versity. This is the show where Sal from Comic Pop and myself explore every aspect of Spider-Man media, including all the movies from Spider-Man's 1, 2, and 3, The Amazing Spider-Man, the MCU's Iron Spider saga, and even Venom. But not only that, we are now expanding our journey to include the iconic Spider-Man the Animated Series. So if you want to check out those episodes and more, you can do that over at patreon.com slash answers. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Spider-Versity. This is the show where me, DJ Woldridge, and my co-host, Sal, talk about Spider-Man movies. Sal, say hi. Hi. I love Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> He's super cool, and uh, oh boy, are we in a treat for Spider-Man fans out there. We're in a treat because there's so many Spider-People in this movie. Like, like, uh, like almost all of them are in here. It's even some you didn't even know you wanted, but ended up being cool anyway. Right. Um, we are talking about um, our, kind of our namesake, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. The synopsis for this is, of course, teen Miles Morales becomes the Spider-Man of his universe and must join with five spider-powered individuals from other dimensions to stop a threat for oh. all realities. And God damn it, that is a good summary. That's a good summary. That's a solid that is what summary. The, that, that's what happens. And if you told me, like, 20 years ago, hey, this is the summary of one of the best Spider-Man movies ever made, I would have been like, isn't yeah. that just the finale of the 90s Spider-Man cartoon? And they would have been like, shut up. Dude, that that Spider-Man cartoon, we might get to it on this show at some point. But I, the the uh, it is weird how, like, man, they, they did do all of They did the Spider-Verse. They did the one that got me. And it... And it, and it and it's such it's such telling of the times we grew up in, the yeah. the the Secret War event they did on that show, yeah. And I'm like, we will never get something like this at, because no. we had Captain America, we had the X Men, we had all that. And again, yep. like what, 20 years later, less than 20 years later, you got Endgame. It's like, well, this is the wild times. <laughs> yeah, no, we yeah yeah, and and the the biggest is yet to come. I think like I think that Endgame and No Way Home have paved the way for them to go. There is no amount of money that is too big for us to deliver like I, I genuinely believe that the MCU will culminate in a secret wars and that secret wars will resurrect dead heroes oh, or heroes that have been out of contract yep. I think it will bring in alternate reality heroes that is to say Hugh Jackman Wolverine and Tobey Maguire Spider-Man like I think it's all coming in secret wars I, I totally agree with you I definitely think that's we're going to be getting a return of Chris Evans and RDJ and all that stuff yeah I will say um, the I'm a little little worried you know there's speculation oh, yeah. coming out of multiverse of madness about like yes. everybody's showing up Tom Cruise's Iron Man will be there <laughs> yeah and it's like yeah. Man, I just kind of want a Doctor, Doctor Strange, Strange movie, movie? Uh, yeah. and, and I am a little worried that that they took the wrong lessons from not necessarily the wrong lessons. I shouldn't say it that nah. word because because the one the less the lesson that bring back the old people and people like that that is a solid lesson. That's true, but it's also not made what made the movie work as a movie. <laughs> no, no, like as a matter of fact, like No Way Home actually managed to do both of those things. Like it managed to do fan service and actually tell like a story. Yes, I was like, wow, uh, that's not that's not easy to do, and it's. It's not easy for Sony to do. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, so maybe Multiverse of Madness will work. I, I don't know. But that we ain't Doctor Strange. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> yeah, this isn't a Doctor Strange show yet. 
Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah to... we could talk about like all of his appearances and the two movies he made, neither of which are Doctor Strange movies. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so these these aren't this isn't Doctor Strange movie. This is Spider Man. We're talking about Spider Man movies. We're talking about into the yeah. Spider Verse. On Rotten Tomatoes, this movie has a ninety seven percent with an audience score of ninety three percent. Earned. The, earned and the critics' consensus is Spider Man of the Spider Verse matches bold storytelling with striking animation for a purely enjoyable adventure with heart, humor. And plenty of superhero action. This was directed by, uh, and only in animated films could you have this yeah. many directors. And it's like, no, that's actually probably a good thing. Yeah. Um, because uh, like every Pixar movie is like, here's the five people that directed it, and you're like, well, good, uh-huh. good job, all of you. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Bob Persichetti, uh, Peter Ramsey, who also worked on Rise of the Guardians, which is not the Owl movie. It is the uh, uh, Santa Claus teams up with the other Easter Bunny and the Sandman to stop. Uh, some other version some other bad guy oh. <laughs> um, and uh rodney rothman uh who was a 22 jump street writer and also co-wrote this with phil lord of uh, phil lord and chris miller fame yes it is uh starring shameek morales miles morales jake johnson as peter b parker Haley steinfeld as gwen stacy uh everybody listen marshall ali is uncle aaron brian tyree henry everybody's in this yeah. movie yeah. um and uh i'm gonna be on before we get into it I remember when I first heard about this because we were, oh man, I don't remember when the announcement was in in relation to the Tom Holland of it all. Right. But it's like, we're going to do an animated Spider-Man movie starring Miles Morales. And my first reaction was like, uh, why? Not, <laughs> right. Yeah, not like, not again, thing against Miles Morales. I just didn't, like, you're already doing the live action ones. I didn't, like, why do the animated? Yeah. Because I grew up in a time where you have, you have Tim Burton's Batman and then the, the uh, uh, Bruce animated Tim series. animated series. Yeah. And then maybe Mask of the Phantasm will get a theatrical release and lose a ton of money. But like, <laughs> other the, the near the twain shall meet. Yes. And boy, howdy, was that the wrong reaction to have in hindsight? Totally. <laughs> yeah. I remember all the hype around this movie and when they announced it and they said, I remember hearing like, uh, like the dude from Gravity Falls was helping to like script doctorate and stuff. And I'm yeah. just like, all the names that were associated with this movie made me go, yeah, okay. And I loved the idea of a Miles Morales animated movie because I was like, Tom Holland is too young to die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And you can't have Miles with Peter Parker. Like, the only place where Miles doesn't work right now is in the main Marvel Universe. Yeah, in because the comics. He is, because he's just wholly redundant. And I know that, like, they're doing some nice stuff with him and they changed his costume uh, for to, much to his detriment. Uh, but he, uh, what what is he doing? You yeah. know, he had a clone saga that was, like, fine from what I understand, which is, like, high praise for a clone saga. <laughs> but, like... But he's overshadowed. Like yeah. everyone's talking about Peter Parker, you need him to die, and and I don't want Peter Parker to die. So have him die in a place where I don't need Peter Parker, and or, that's in animation. Yeah, in animation or the Ultimate Universe when that was a thing, or retire. We got that a little bit with the Ben Riley. He retired for yeah, a hot yeah. But second. we were all just waiting for him to come home. Like, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. And of course they're trying to do that in the the uh, PlayStation games as well. And it's yeah, just that's like, gonna be weird. It is yeah. weird. It is weird because I actually thought it was really effective in the Miles Morales game, where like uh, Peter's out of town. And yeah. I'm like perfect. Good, good right. enough. Just because, again, like you said, it's just especially if Peter's in New York too. That's because it's just not going to work. It's yeah. not. I don't. It, it, I, I, and I haven't quite articulated in my brain why. Like Batman having. Oh, granted, I think Batman has too many sidekicks. But yes, thank I'm. I am okay with the idea of a Bat family. 
Um, obviously, something like Green Lantern. There's the Green Lantern core that's built in the concept. I do think there's too many human Green Lanterns. But totally. like we've gotten into this space where like there's five flashes running around and there's a bunch of spider people. And it's like, that's not... I don't want that. <laughs> right. No. For It's funny. The Flash world is very different. Uh, the Flash world is so inclusive. They're like, oh, can you go fast? You're welcome to the family. Yeah. <laughs> They're they're all just happy to have them. With Spider-Man, I don't believe there should be a Spider-Family. Like, Peter Parker is Spider-Man. For me, it's like Peter Parker, Spider-Man, and what makes him Spider-Man is his supporting cast, who are all regular people. Yes. It's like he just... And it's like he surrounds himself with the most average ability people because he's like i need this is what i want i don't want these powers i want to be like these people yep uh it's why he doesn't like join teams it's why he's bad on them it's why he doesn't have sidekicks like he's just i just want to be a regular guy but i can't because i'm because i'm crazy and i have to be spider-man and it's like that's fine like but then every time they like he could push a button on his wristwatch and six other versions of himself show up it's like uh, yeah but miles manages to forge his own path and it's He's had a harder time in the comics than he has. The animation version is my favorite version of Miles. Yeah, totally. 100%. Uh, and I do think you hit on something there. Maybe that is, it, it's unsurprisingly, character-based. Peter oh. wants to be a normal person, and so that's why it makes more sense for him to be isolated as Spider-Man. Batman totally. cannot help but inflict his pathos on other people, so of course there's 15 other versions of him running exactly. around. <laughs> Are you damaged? Join the fold. I will yeah. only reinforce the negative of you. Yeah. I will make you a basket case. Um... So, um, uh, we back into 2018. This movie only comes out a year after Homecoming. And um, uh, I don't know how everybody's feeling is on Homecoming, but I feel like this movie absolutely pantses that movie. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's, it, it does in every respect in terms of uh, critics and uh, recognition in the Academy. But uh, for me, I was like, Are, is it too soon? I was like, we just got Homecoming. I was That's... still reeling because I liked Homecoming. So I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then we get this cartoon and I'm like, all right, you know what? The fact that it's Miles makes it even better. Like now I can really enjoy it because it's about Miles. Yeah. And it's over there. Like, so we can we can have both. Yeah. Uh, but have I also cake and eat it too. Yeah. I did feel Sony's desperation though. This kind of like, well, we have to make a Spider-Man movie. We did like eat crow and make a deal with Disney to make this MCU Spider-Man, but we're also going to have this other Spider-Man just in case. Just in case. Just in case, because, yeah. Because we also can't help ourselves. And I remember, like, after Spider-Verse succeeded and after, I think it was after Homecoming and after Spider-Man's, like, appearances, they were like, we think we figured it out. <laughs> like, Sony's got really big for their britches, as they always do, because Sony always learns the wrong lesson from these things, and they're just like, we've got this now. And I'm like, you don't got this. Mm-hmm. You got very lucky because really talented people made this really good movie. Yeah. And it's isolated. Like, that movie is over there. It's not connected to your attempts at a Spider-Man oh, universe, nor God. is it connected to the MCU. It's remember, this thing. I remember when we got superhero movies that could just kind of like exist in their own little own little universe and not have yeah. to. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, it, and it is interesting. You see a little bit of that. It's just an example of like with Sony, what, they just bought, who did they just, they just bought Bungie after yes, Microsoft they just bought, bought um, Activision. Right, good and, for you. With no Halo, what are you going to do with Bungie? Well, you, you and also, Destiny? It, it, and that's the thing, but that's, but you know, if anybody wonders why this stuff happens, it's because business people are stupid and and, <laughs> and they look at like, well, they did that, so I guess I'm going to do this. Every like, make big moves. Frat yeah. bro parody. Imagine yes. that, any frat bro you've ever met as a company. <laughs> right, a whole company yeah. and with money that you can't even imagine. Like, and that's, that's the funny thing is they're like flexing this like, we have, money you don't even know about like, well we that's the money. thing 
to when spare. You're, when you're at our level, money is a very real thing. <laughs> it's very <laughs> the, tangible. It's a very tangible. Need... It's a very yeah. tangible threat. On that level, it's 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 fantasy. It's we, yeah. Uh, they're playing Monopoly, and we we are the little pieces on the board that they play with. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Anyway. So many tangents this morning, but that's okay because this, yes. movie's, this movie's doing a lot. And right out of the gate, it lets you know what you are in for, even with the logos. Because we get the, the Sony symbol, the Columbia symbol, Marvel, and they're all glitching out and they're showing uh, uh, multiple things. I, I will say, because I remember, I don't remember what it was in front of, but they showed a clip of it. And we'll talk about it when we get to it in the movie. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man. This movie could be really good, but I was a little worried that it might be too much. Like they're just yes. because they're just doing a lot, yeah. uh, and it, it does do a lot. But I think it handles it very, very well. Agreed. And so we get uh, right after the logos, we get the approved by the Comics Code Authority, which fuck the Comics Code Authority, but great reference here, um, right? Yeah, because if you grow up in our generation, that was on your little. <laughs> that was on, on your every issue. Comp. Yep. Yeah. Um, we also get in the opening credits. We get a nice, like, uh, uh, kind of um, some catch up in in this uh, version of reality. Opening with an Alchemex spider in yeah. uh, uh, the beginning, which to, for those who don't know, Alchemex is a big part of Spider Man twenty ninety nine, um, which which uh, factors into this movie in, in a roundabout way. That's very cool. And yeah. I will say, we're gonna miss stuff. This uh, when I was going here with my <laughs> oh, yeah. notes, this movie hits you with so many jokes and references and bits yeah. and it's like well i'm not gonna be able to get all of this <laughs> yeah and mysteries like there's questions that i don't know if they're gonna answer them or if they want to answer them like there's so much in here it's, yeah it is it is very dense and it's it's almost two hours it's an animated movie that's almost about two hours long exactly and it's in, and, and there's not a moment and i feel like Something about there's no animation. Fat. There's no, there's no fat, and and we're back to a place where the creators are like, how can we do everything in the mo- in the coolest, most effective way possible? Yep. There's nothing like, well, I want to do this. So here, it's it's just like, what what is what conveys the best about the characters? What convey? And I just again, like I think back to the Avatar: Last Airbender cartoon, another animation, the, oh. the Justice League Unlimited cartoon, and yep. I feel like there's something about animation and the need to create everything from scratch that yeah. forces you into this mind set of like we well we can't just do something just to do something right <laughs> it has to mean something and every time a character moves we need to think about why they're moving that way and what what's happening yes god damn it i love this movie all right <laughs> uh, so we've opened with uh, a version of peter parker voiced by chris pine who's fantastic so yeah. great uh yeah. probably too beautiful to play a peter parker in the real world but this peter parker great for it here because this is the idealized peter parker right we get uh uh we uh, we establish a story within terms that anybody's any uh modern spider fan will immediately recognize because yep. a lot of the beats from the movies including upside down kiss but reversed and that it's mary jane that's upside down yeah, which is great yeah Cliff we Robertson plays uh, Uncle Ben. Yep. Yeah. Clear, clear visual, visual homage to Cliff Robertson. Yep. We get him stopping the train. We even get the dance number from Spider Man Three. And I, yeah. And I love that. Like, um, I think this is, this is an instinct that serves some of my favorite comic writers well. And I think as these universe, these these cinematic universes expand, I do think it can be tricky. But I do think it's beneficial where you don't throw anything away. It's yeah. like I know people don't like this, but it still counts. Yes, you know what I mean. So it's it's like it's like Grant Morrison writing Justice League, and it's like, well, I guess Superman Blue is my Superman right now, and I'm just going to make it work. <laughs> That's right. 
That's right. I just have to use it. I have to use it because it happened. And it's like, that's kind of cool. That's yeah. kind of cool to like have that kind of respect for the material. And I think No Way Home actually did a really good job of that too. It's like, hey, I know Spider-Man 3 might not be the favorite. The Amazing Spider-Man stuff might be favorite, but it, it matters to this movie. It's, yeah. And so we're rolling with it. Um, uh, we learned that this Peter Parker has a popsicle. He has a Christmas album, which we get more of in the end credits. And it is delightful it's great yeah it's, so good. it's also super sad which is perfect for peter park <laughs> um and uh and then uh he, he does this comic book origin that we uh recap that we will revisit throughout the movie so put a pin yes. on that but then we go to our actual main character we introduce miles as he's listening to sunflower and um sal this has to be the only thing post Malone will be remembered for in the future right I think so. Yeah, yeah no. Uh, well, first of all, this song gets so much mileage. They must have paid out the ass for the song because it's referenced. I think they play it like six times. In this mm-hmm. movie. Like whether it's being sung by Shamik or it's, it, you know, or it's being played. Yeah, it's, it's even all in over the trailer for the sequel. <laughs> right. Like it's everywhere. And I'm like, okay, somebody made a deal. Uh, maybe Sony like records has it or something. Maybe they but, own uh, Post Malone or something. Right. And they're just like, listen, oh, we could use it. But I, yeah. I'm not trying to dunk on Post Malone. I'm just saying, you know. It's a solid song. And, Sal and I have been around for a minute, and it's just, we, you, you kind of know when, like, well, this is probably the only thing that's going to last from this guy's <laughs> repertoire. I think so. <laughs> but that's fine, because it, it slaps. So I'm like, it's fine. I, I love it. And I like that Miles, I like how, uh, you know, he's a kid, he gravitates towards this music, and particularly this, like, particularly Post Malone, I love his, uh, like, some of us, you know, when we find a song we attach ourselves to, especially as, a, as an adolescent, like we'll we'll run it into the ground. Yes, but and I also love that he does not know the lyrics. He knows the basic beat that. and some he of the just lyrics, knows the beat and the and the and the intonation. But that's it. He's like, nah. well, and especially <laughs> that it, it's immediately relatable. I think every yep. person in the audience knows that song that they like, but they don't really know. And and yeah. we, and so immediately, like, oh, I get who this kid is. I can right. relate to him. I also think this movie does a really effective job of using music. It doesn't do it a lot. It doesn't rely on it a lot, but it uses music to let you know who a character is, which I think has been used really well in the Peacemaker show that's currently yes. um, yeah, airing. Because, like, obviously that's James Gunn. Guardians of the Galaxy is is that the needle drops are pretty much through the lens of Peter Quill. So yes. it's all, like, about one person, whereas mm-hmm. the way mu- music is utilized tells you more about the variety of characters in Peacemaker and also here. Thanks, used really effectively. So we see a little bit of Miles' home life. His dad is a cop. His mom is a nurse. We also see that Miles throws around a little Spanish, which is a good reminder that not only is the black Spider-Man, but he is also the Latino Spider-Man. Yes, that's right. That's right. Which I think is important. And and I know when people like to fan cast Miles, like if he ever showed up in the MCU, we go with a lot of young black actors. Uh, I know specifically I just finished Cobra Kai season four, and there's a young actor in that that people are like, Miles. And I'm like, actually, yeah, Miles. He'd be really good. <laughs> but I got to imagine there's got to be – uh, actors from a mixed background that could do that, and I and I think it, I think of that. MC cool. should keep that in mind because it matters. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, yeah, because it is it is dual representation, and it's something yep. that, like you don't get in comics too often. Yes, particularly yeah. with this level of acclaim. One hundred percent. So, uh, uh, as Miles is walking to his new school, which we'll find out more about in a minute, he passes his old schoolmates. Um, yeah. He clearly has a good rapport with all of them. We get a girl saying, "We miss you," and it takes Miles a second to be like, "Wait." You miss me again, miss like me. a perfect little adolescent moment of like, oh, so yeah, great. I get yeah. this kid. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, Miles uh, creates little graffiti tags off name tags. Uh, cool use of name tags throughout this movie. Right. Um, and uh, he's slapping them all over and he trips 
on his own shoelaces. His yep. shoes aren't tied. It is a choice. We will learn. Uh, it, it is a decision, and he will. He will. Every every authority figure in his life will point it out. Yes, and also uh, practically, dude, just tie it, your it, shoes. It beefs him so many times in this movie. It's like, mother, dude, you got to tie your shoes, my man. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You're a, well, you're a superhero I, now. It's metaphorical. You, like, <laughs> you got to tie your shoes. You got to get your shit together, kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So uh, he trips his dad, picks him up for school, uh, and we establish that his dad, played by Brian Tyree Henry, who is so fucking good. Uh, did you ever see that Hotel Artemis movie? I did not, but I really wanted to. It's fine. It's fine. It's definitely oh, okay. one of your John Wick knockoffs. But Brian Tyree Henry is doing so much work in that movie to make mm-hmm. his character like a person that he does clearly does not need it. The movie is not relying on him to come as hard as he comes in that come yeah. comes to that role in that movie. Yeah. He does also rock in Eternals. I will say that. Oh, he's great in Eternals and, of course, Atlanta. Anyway, he's Atlanta. great here. And, uh, and he's great as the dad. Um uh, turns out, I, th- I feel like we should have comedy writers and comedy directors tackle Spider-Man in his universe more. Who would have thought that? You know, it's like, <laughs> oh, gee. It? You know, if you took a poll and say, like, who's the funniest superhero across, like, every medium, everyone would vote for Spider-Man. Yep. Or Deadpool. Deadpool. And, duh, get comedy. I mean, like, that's why everyone is mourning the loss of that Deadpool animated series developed by Donald like, Glover. Donald Glover yeah, because yeah, yeah. Uh, comedy writer yep. and genius. What the hell? So yeah, Spider-Man needs to be written by more comedy writers. Agreed. Um, so uh, well, he's writing with his dad and of course he's embarrassed. Uh, they stopped at a light and all his former schoolmates are seeing him in the back of his dad's cop car and he's like, don't yeah. some cops run red lights? And he's like, his dad's like, not your dad. <laughs> oh yeah, some of them do. Uh, yeah. So this great. Guy, this guy loves his he loves his role as dad, but it's also like uncomfortable. These these writers really nail what it means to be in each age bracket we are representing. Like Yes. One hundred percent. Right? Like they get the adolescence, but they also get what it means to be forty. Mm-hmm. And where it's like, I don't think I'm for like where it's like I don't feel forty. Like yeah. da- Jefferson does not feel like he's an adult. Yes. But he also like he's so he, like you know he he puts on airs. Like he's like I got to like oh like when he's comfortable with Miles, like when he forgets himself and his role as dad, yeah. he is the best dad. Yeah. But when he's like oh I got to actively work at it, he's shitty at it. And it's it, like it's really cool like to to show these fallible people. Everyone in this show or everyone in this movie is flawed but also well-intentioned. It's 100%. not like 100%. You know, yeah. That's a, so it's such a really good point because it really is like the adults are figuring it out just as much as the as kids Miles are. Is. Yeah. Really good point. Really good point. So um, uh, he drops him off of school. We get we get a classic uh, scene from the trailer that fucking it still killed alone. Watching this movie alone kills yes. me when yeah. Miles is leaving and his dad like puts on the, <laughs> the megaphone is like, you need to. Uh, I said, I love you. You need to tell me you love me. Right. I won't let you leave until you say you love me. <sighs> That's Great. De- yeah. You know, uh, I, I feel bad for I feel bad for, but I'm kind of like Davis should know better. Like, come on. <laughs> also, I will. I, I got to address this really quick because I can't believe that Bendis didn't know this when he invented this character. Miles's father's name is Jefferson Davis, who, if you don't know, was the president of the Confederacy, and it's really problematic to name a black character after the president of the United Confederate States of America. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah, when, uh, uh, for that's, a, that's an incredibly good point, and it's just so yeah. stupid. And and he, he claims he didn't know, and I'm like. Like, I 
I believe you don't, but like, how could you? How could how no could, one at the editorial level go like, oh, you know, Jefferson Davis was the president of the Confederacy, right? Like, you can't. Yeah, if nobody. Well, again, um, this goes to a larger point where it, it, a lot of well-intentioned uh, creators within any medium, uh, and, yeah. and this is, but this also matters why people in the decision-making process. You need more people of color in that process, so right. somebody along the line can be like, "Great that you're doing this. Really appreciate right. it." But, but yeah, have you have you know? Right. Did you think about this? <laughs> right, but it's kind of baffling because like. Okay, so his mother's name is Rio Morales. His name's Jefferson Dave. Like, it's like, why isn't mm-hmm. he just called Jefferson Morales? Like, well, <laughs> well, well I because mean, she because I want him to be black and her to be Hispanic, so I can't like change it up that way. It's like, okay, yeah. well, you need to pick up another name. I also <laughs> will say, as somebody that writes themselves, a lot of times a name will come to you and there's like a ring to it, and you're like, and you just oh, love man, it. it, just yeah. works. And I, what I always do when that ha- when it, when like a name seems to come to me from the ether, what I've tried mm-hmm. to do is like, did I hear? Is it is it coming because I heard it somewhere? <laughs> yeah. And you Google it to make sure you're like, wait, where is that? Where is that coming oh, from? Oh, right, that's the president of the Aryan Nation. I forgot about that I guy. Forgot. Oh man, I should <laughs> name this black cop that. I will <laughs> also say. We don't have the time in this movie to unpack it, but like the Miles' dad being a cop is something that is like there's the, you wouldn't you probably should have, but that hits different in 2022 than it probably did in 2018. Well, and in the comics, he's a secret agent. Like he's not a cop. They just it's really it's, he's it's, a secret agent. I thought he was a cop. He's a shield agent. <laughs> God damn it. Why does Spider-Man's parents always need to be shield agents? I don't man? know. It, well, he was he's a retired shield agent. Like he did it, he hated it, he moved on, and then oh, Shield's like, nope, God you're back in, especially because your son's Spider-Man. Like it's it's kind of fun. I, well, it's the soap opera element of all these, but also yeah. it's like I because again, I remember I've mentioned this on the other shows. A lot of my the before Wikipedia and all that, my uh my my uh, education in this was the the trading cards. Right. Um and so you read some of like the the character biographies and storylines, you're like, wait. How did we get here? Like, how was Stegron? Like, how is Spider-Man fighting a Stegosaurus a guy? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah. It, like, if you just look at the card, yeah, it seems kind of out of left field. But, like, you have to go on the 40-year journey. Exactly. Yeah, it took us 40 years. And, and that's uh, – I always love – and, and I, I, I don't want to phrase this in a way that feels like I'm dunking on anybody because I'm not. But it is yeah. funny how, how much the internet is, like, comics accurate. Is it comics accurate? And it's like, you guys Ugh. realize – when you're talking about comics accurate, you're talking about uh, an underpaid uh, underpaid creators working on an insane deadline, yeah. just doing whatever they can to keep a 50-year-old story going. So they're like, uh, I guess uh, Spider-Man meets another Spider-Man. And uh, yeah, that's the good stuff. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, yeah. Yeah. They're... It doesn't all have to be that way, especially yeah. because they also you it, it, it you'll never make them happy. They got to mm-hmm. work a tightrope every time, especially in adaptations, because yeah. you're trying to be keep it trim while also implying sixty years worth of history. It's never going to happen. They're like, but, I want my Batman to have the white eyes, and it's like you realize that's just because they didn't want to draw the fucking eyeballs on this yeah. guy, right? It's not like, like a fucking. It's not. It doesn't yeah. mean anything, <laughs> like, dude. Look at any like look it up. Yeah. Uh, if you see it in real life, it sucks. Yes, it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. It's a, whenever anybody posts a picture of like a good cosplay, and they're like, "This is what it should look like in the movie." It's like, why? Do you know how movies work? Like, what are you talking right? about? Yeah, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Yeah. Um, Miles is going to Brooklyn Visions Academy, which he thinks is elitist, by the way. I love. Uh, and I think he's. I, I remember when I first read Miles's first appearance, uh, and even here, I don't know that I really. I still to this day don't know that I understand how magnet schools work. <laughs> Yeah, they're messed up. <laughs> like the lottery, and it's like, I thought at the time it was a good thing, and now I don't think it's a good thing, and it's like, ah, whatever. The lottery um, is really messed up. Like, in the comics, it's... I I love that they imply it, because you see it in the comics. Um, 
but like I'm glad that they kept that element because it is a thing that happens in New York City schools and it really blows and I I, I love that they show it because it's like just so it's just so heart wrenching you know you're just watching all these families who need something who need yeah. help who are trying to make a better life for their kids and they're and they're rolling the dice on it cool it just sucks <laughs> what a like great the, system we yeah what in. a great system like we're just we're just like uh, it, it's like them just like hand, like waiting for you know some rich person to like drop so it's just it's just a you know what i mean it's just like yeah. waiting oh, for scraps yep Ugh. i mean listen that's all our lives um yeah. so um <laughs> Uh, I also have some questions later about the situation because Miles talks about being new. Yeah. And it's like, well, they didn't have the lottery in the middle of a school year, right? So you're right? probably starting with everybody else. You're not yeah. like Yeah, I would assume do- he's going from eighth grade to ninth grade, but I think he's in I think he's in eighth grade or something like that. I don't know what the hell I don't know how old he is. I think he's like thirteen. I don't Yeah, know they're they're telling the story as if it's like the classic kid transfers to a new school story, but I don't know that that's how things work in this it's case. It's certainly not. But they don't care because like school is so secondary. <laughs> it's true. In it's this true. in this movie, something had to give. Um, so, uh, uh, um, we see Miles' life at school. A lot of again, a lot of like. Uh, uh, really effective characterization here as uh, like kids go to raise their hand and Miles is like too slow. He's yeah. clearly gone from a place where he fits in uh, and, and perhaps was a big fish in a small pond That's to insane. being competing with people that are at or above his level. That's exactly right. That hand raising sequence is just so perfect because he raised his hand with the knowledge that he was the only one raising his hand mm-hmm. in his original school. Now he's got to go faster. He's got real competition. Yep. For, like you're no longer the smartest person in the room. Yep. And like, yep. that's really cool. And that's a lesson that he learned or that we express in like a, in a fraction of a second yep. storytelling. A really quick, effective visual storytelling. Uh, we also see Miles gets is late for uh, a class. He tells a joke, uh, which again, this is such a great character scene because it shows that like Miles has that classic Spider-Man trait of diffusing tension with a joke. Yep, it's not a very good joke. Gwen laughs. Now we learn a lot about Gwen in that yeah. she laughs, but mostly because of how awkward it is. Immediately yeah. endearing us to Gwen. Yep. And connecting the two characters. Um, also, we're watching a video of a, 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 a video. It's like a projection, a projector yeah. of of Liv, who seems like a throwaway character. She is right. not. Um, also, just the detail. She's talking about something on a whiteboard, and as somebody that works off of a whiteboard for notes, you'll notice that like the, there's a part where clearly she erased something, but it did. It's just like a smudge. <laughs> like it's not, and it's like fuck, man. And an animator took time to make that. Yeah. And it makes it like, yeah, that's real. I believe that. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like maybe every animated thing needs three directors because like that way you have three different like, you know, dictators all like focusing on these like details that are really important, but would yeah. be lit, missed by a director by one person. I don't know. It's just, but the, there's a, there's a crazy attention to detail in this movie. It's um, insane. It is, yeah. it is genuine. Well, even just the idea of like the way we do, um, somebody being out of focus like with depth is is normally kind of like a 3d uh, yeah. there's probably a term for it that i don't know where it's the it's separated and of course you got the bendet dots and stuff like that and it's like God yes damn it the work that went into making this beautiful fucking seriously movie. seriously hellbentcomicbook.com that's right everyone hellbent my hit kickstarter comic from last year is back with hellbent volume 2 the irreverent action packed journeys of jesse and nick continue in another comic that will be coming to kickstarter very very soon if you want to be there day one when it launches please go to hellbentcomicbook.com and sign up at our pre-launch page indie comics kickstarter comics self-published comics are a labor of love and so we're going to need to 
support of all you lovely folks out there if we want to make this comic possible. If you are a fan of Something is Killing the Children, Preacher, or Sandman, you will love Hellbent. And if you missed out on Volume 1, do not worry. There will be an opportunity to catch up and get both Volumes 1 and 2. So again, please, please, please support indie comics, support inclusive comics, and go over to hellbentcomicbook.com and check out the pre-launch page and keep your peepers peeled for the campaign, which will be launching very, very soon. Check it out, hellbentcomicbook.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So uh, uh, Gwen and uh, Miles bond just a little bit. At the end of class, uh, Miles gets a test back and he got zero out of 100. <laughs> which the teacher points out that if you blindfolded somebody and had them take the test, they, yep. they would at least get 50. Um, and so it shows that he actually knows all of the right answers. Yeah. And she assigns him an essay, which is weird because she we established she's a physics professor and it's like well can that happen can a physics professor like just tell me about your life it's like i don't in one of these schools <laughs> yes because like i'm sure that these people are like doctorate holders and don't actually have to like have a teaching certificate like it's i i my my wife works at a private school and so seeing the kind of shit they get away with where it's like hey uh yeah uh, i i you know i'm an engineer and i want to be a teacher and it's like oh you're hired and uh just just however you want to teach like there's no curriculum. Wow. Just coming up. Just, just, Damn it. just here's here's so much money and figure it out. And like you know, as long as the kids like are happy and the parents are paying, like we're good. And it's like, oh my god. Yeah. So yeah, I Man. can see her being like, no, no, no. I you've already. I could see her going like, no, no, no. You got a hundred out of this. You got a hundred out of hundred on this test. Yeah. You get the material. I'm trying to get you to want to be here. So take this essay. Yeah. Which the essay does provide some some good. And it's so weird. Sal, this movie has <laughs> this, this crazy thing uh, called a theme. Oh, that for God. those that you, we, we watch a lot of superhero movies, you might forget that movies can do that. <laughs> right, well, well, not without saying it over and over again. Like, I, I think Batman Begins is about fear. God I don't know why. damn I, it. I love Batman Begins, but God damn it. If you took a drink every time they say the I word fear. fear, you'd be in a coma. Theming. And it's like, dude, a theme is not a word you say a thousand times in your movie. Yeah. This movie has an actual theme that has what is also really rare in these movies, which is called subtext. Subtext. So- <laughs> uh, we're actually telling an honest to God story. Going right? back to music, Miles sneaks out of school and we get some uh, classic Biggie. God damn it. It's so crazy to get Biggie I can't in a believe I was movie. Like, I was like, wow. <laughs> you, and, and also did you there's there, did you only have like we can only use 30 seconds of this song because on this end and on this on our words we cannot use in this pg-13 yeah, right? kids movie that was so brilliant you know they had like somebody just scrubbing through it like we can't edit the music but we can find a bar that yeah, doesn't bar, have exactly. any cursing but i also love it because you know what we're doing we're using biggie to transition to uncle aaron who's yeah. our age and he would listen to that that's uh, and his it, music. I'm like, holy crap. Exactly. And it tells us something about Aaron. And again, the, you're right. The way we talk about generations, when we get to Peter B. Parker, I don't think I've ever related to, I, I did a tweet on this. I don't think I've ever related I to saw. a superhero character more 
than goddamn Peter B. Parker. Peter B. Parker isn't now. just me. He is he is one hundred percent my cinematic Peter Parker. He is one <laughs> he is one to one the Peter Parker that I know and love. Like I've been waiting for him forever. Here he is, Jake Johnson. Don't ever quit being Peter B. Parker. Yes. Oh God, bring him back for the sequel. Uh, anyway, um, so yeah, we're getting the to Aaron and Aaron asking about uh, um, a class. And in case you didn't, in case if Mahershala Ali playing Aaron didn't already clue you in. Aaron is cool as fuck. Aaron <laughs> is so, so cool. fucking cool. Right? Um, and he knows it. He knows it. Man, we're going to have to do a little extra work to make Aaron, because it's important to the plot that we Aaron <laughs> is flawed. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to have to put a little little extra juice into that to make that work, because goddamn it, Aaron's so fucking cool. He's very um, cool. He, he's, you know what it is? He's so, he's he's like a honey trap. Like, because Jefferson knows how cool his brother is, how much cooler he is. Mm-hmm. And it's like he's got the great sound system. He's got the sweet pad. He's got his confidence. He's got his music. Like he is dope. Miles will become Aaron, and yep. no teenager can resist Aaron's pad. Just like no no chick in Aaron's freaking field of vision pro- can yeah. probably resist his pad. No uh, no no teenager can resist wanting to be Aaron. Yeah, and just like the the shoulder touch is actually bad advice unless you're Mahershala Ali. And it has it's to. Like, yeah, yeah, that like, works. Yeah, that works for me. It's like that's the that's the tone deaf nature of Aaron Day of Aaron, yeah. who's like, yeah, just just touch women without their permission. It works for me. It, <laughs> it will works not work for, for literally anybody else. I literally. <laughs> I literally exude the term smolder. Uh, right. So, you know, they, I just do that and it works. Oh, that but voice, he, man. Oh, God yeah. damn it. Anyway, so uh, like you said, Miles is, uh, is of course enamored with Aaron because Aaron has, represents the the exact opposite of what Jefferson represents. Yeah. Uh, and I rarely say this for supporting characters, but I, honest to God, would watch an origin movie of those two growing up. Seriously? Bring back Brian, T. Hi- Brian Tyree Henry yes. and, and Mahershala Ali, and I'd watch the fuck out of that. Seriously. Um. So yeah, we talk about the shoulder touch. He's trying to give him advice on girls, um, and uh, Miles. Uh, they they talk about his graffiti work and Aaron because because Aaron, to the best of his abilities, is a good uncle, and and yeah. I like that he he sees instead of saying. Uh, Miles expresses that he can't do his graffiti because his dad would be mad. Instead of saying "fuck your dad," he's right. like, "No, I I've got a spot." Yeah, and which again, this is also a really good. Uh, just effective storytelling because how do you get Miles to where Down you there. need him to be? Yeah, and and knowing who Aaron is supposed to be and not have it be contrived as shit. I think in totally. the comic, Aaron steals the spider, and yes. then it gets out, which yes, it works. Yeah, it works fine because it's in yeah. his apartment. Yeah, that's right. Because you're not trying to do the whole multiverse thing. It, it, the orig- Miles' original thing is is way down the road from the multiverse stuff, right? This yeah, one's no. like all the same movie so we got to do a little bit more heavy lifting (laughs) yeah no in this movie the spider isn't even from this dimension so (laughs) which is wild it's such a wild and and honestly that helps me uh listen i love miles and i love the miles morales game between this movie and the miles morales game it sold me like i'm kind of fine if we just do miles now yeah i love his venom shock his camouflage confuses the fuck out of me because it's supposed to be biological and it also includes his clothes yeah whatever it it doesn't make any fucking sense no no but you say the the spider's from another dimension i'm like Oh. All right. Oh, maybe. All right. By the way, just gonna uh, just to to tackle something that's not gonna come up for a while. I guarantee you that you know they didn't know what they were doing with that interdimensional spider. Besides, like that he is interdimensional, but like that way, spider that way, Miles can go through different dimensions without a wristwatch. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Like I you like know, that. it's like biologically, I can sift I can sift through dimensions because I'm, be because my because it's in my DNA. Or, that'd be so fucking insane. <laughs> um, 
So uh, uh, he takes him down to this spot under the subway um, to do his graffiti. And I love this entire sequence because, again, it tells us a lot about, about these characters uh, and also does a lot of, of, of effective exposition. Because, mm-hmm. um, again, God, fucking exposition through visual storytelling. I love when they're yeah. jumping over the, the gate and Aaron clears it, no problem. Yep. And the visual of Miles jumping, doing the biggest jump, and then just landing on the smallest rock. Yeah. <laughs> He's not uh, there yet. We'll also, revisit this. We're also telegraphing like, hey, Aaron has like not extraordinary mm-hmm. abilities, but like we're making it believable that he's the prowler. Yeah, like he is. He is skilled. He is skilled. skilled. Um, and they go to this this spot, and while they're doing the graffiti, which by the way, I love that Miles has this because it reminds me of uh, Peter Parker's photography, yeah. and I think it's important because it adds dimension to the characters. They're not just the one. I'm not just science guy. I right. have other interests. Right. Uh, like these are my art. This this is my art. Like yeah. I, I love, yeah, because, like, yeah, seeing Peter Parker, like, in the comics, at least, like, having, like, treating his bathroom, which is always in, like, one, in a crappy one-bedroom apartment, like, like mm-hmm. a dark room, and being like, I got my dark room, like, he, it's a, it was, it was all a means to an end, which I gotta make money for Aunt May, I'll just, I'll just grift Jonah Jameson with my own visage, yeah. that's great, but, like, he found an art from it, because Peter had no time to develop, like, any, any interests outside of protecting Aunt May and being Spider-Man, yeah, so, like, that's his artistic expression. In this case, and I like that they just made it up. Like, in the comics, no. In the comics, Miles Morales, in the at least in the first arc or three, is just black Peter Parker. Yep. Like, you know. Younger, and, like, middle school black Peter Parker. Exactly. Like, he's, he is, he's likable, he's, he's affable, he's trying to do good, you know, but, like, what, but what is music is listened to? What, what exactly. is it, what are his interests? Like, there aren't any. And that's the problem. I think we get, and I think it's a, it's a, it's a problem in a lot of modern blockbuster storytelling, which has leaked into comics, which is like you get the one. It's very, it's, it's almost not just by accident that these characters are two dimensional. It's almost by design. Yeah. Um. And it's something that, like, I I think, um, Star Wars. Yeah, Star yeah. Wars particularly struggles with it because anytime Star Wars approaches having any sort of specificity oh. in vision, the fan base loses their fucking mind. Well, yeah. And it's well, like. It's the Stephanie Meyer effect. Like, you need a protagonist who can be anybody. It's that Bo Burnham lyric where it's like, I love your eyes and their bluish, brownish, greenish color. Like, it's just. <laughs> you have to have your protagonist be as generic as possible but as awesome as possible so that everyone can identify with that character well and it's the same reason why why something like star wars can sell uh uh empires shirts with the empire logo because now empire is just kind of a nebulous bad yeah it's, it's, not it's just the fascist. opposing team exactly <laughs> and it's like i thought those were space nazis not yeah. anymore they're not yeah um point being going back to this what it, a lot of people don't in the real world don't have like they might have the one thing that they excel at but they have other interests right like yeah miles's graffiti is his it's it's where he like loses himself mm-hmm. and it's not that he's always doing it but you see like him doing it on like the smallest scale the smallest scale i yep. do it on home on these little stickers i put them on things it's innocuous my father immediately not only did he make me stop doing it he's gonna make me spend my weekend ripping them down ripping them down uncle aaron i get to do a mural a like, mural and by the way having it's gorgeous <laughs> these great artists work on this movie yeah it's actually because you know a lot of time in movies are like here's my art and everybody's like that's great and i'm like is that really and this right. is like oh that's actually really good and it, it, taking the time to have him so aaron's doing the outline of him and he starts leaning a little bit he's like you're moving he's like i know it's it's, it's on purpose and it's yeah. like oh, god this is biles actually has a gift <laughs> yeah yeah oh so great 
Oh, and it comes back later with the suit. God yes. damn. Anyway. Yeah, well, the, yeah, the, the suit is like him marrying, because it's like, the whole movie is he's not really sure who he is, and he's constantly trying, like, it, that's why he immediately puts on a Spider-Man costume, because he's like, I'll just be them. And then, like, mm-hmm. by the time he gets to the end of it, it's like, oh, like, everything I love, being Spider-Man, art, and, like, all, and, and everything I have to do is all merged into one thing. God, fuck. Yeah. God, they do the yeah. work in this movie. Fuck. Yeah, okay. uh, yeah, and it seems flawless. That's the that's how you know the work's being done because it feels effortless. Exactly. Uh, and the other and the other bit of uh, exposition, uh, if I didn't mention this earlier, is while they're doing this, the Spider Man is jump. The Spider Man, the spider, the the extra dimensional spider. We see it glitching. Yeah. Letting us know that it's from another dimension, mm-hmm. and we also see it camouflaging with um, the cans. Letting again, letting us know like what the powers yeah. are going to be. Like exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, um, so, uh, uh, as Miles stops, they're about to ready to leave. He's going to take a picture of the graffiti he did and the spider bites. And it's so fucking great. Cause the Ugh. movie is, this is the most epic thing. We zoom in on the spider. We get like the comic changing his DNA, yeah. changes DNA. And then we cut to miles, which is like, and he just slaps it. He's yeah. just like, ah, whatever. Yeah. Which is hilarious. And also kind of unbelievable because who, in, wouldn't lose would, their mind like, yeah, yeah everybody i know getting bit by a spider would be like wait am i gonna die <laughs> oh yeah well first to be like ah like just seeing a spider on your hand you'd lose it like you'd just start crying uh yep. and then yeah yeah although uh, maybe it's because he's in front of uncle aaron he doesn't want to look like he doesn't want to look like a punk <laughs> he doesn't want to look like because aaron i would believe not freaking out aaron's like i've been shot at all right so this is not a big <laughs> spider deal spider biting me i'll go i'll go to the urgent care but I, uh <laughs> I have successfully fought a Spider-Man and don't have a brain a brain aneurysm from right. it. So, yeah, you know, exactly. I'm not worried about a spider. Yeah. So uh, we get a montage of uh, Miles sleeping in his bed and we get our first look at Genki, who really doesn't factor in this movie. Doesn't even uh, have a line. I feel th- that. Which is... You know why? Because he's already in Homecoming. 100%. I will say, I know the creators, I can't remember who it was, said something along the lines that like, fundamentally that. It's like, well, Ned is Genki. But and knowing that actually allowed us to spend more time on Miles and his dad, uh, yes. which I think really really works here. And I do hope it looks like the sequel ha- will have plenty to do. But I do hope we get a little bit of Ganky uh, of Ganky in that because what Me we too. do get of him is he's it is interesting. He doesn't get a line, but he does have a personality, yeah, he does. which is interesting. <laughs> yeah. So the next day, uh, Miles has grown taller, taller, and his. Uh, um, Internal monologue starts appearing in caption boxes, which right. as a visual is great, but he even comments like, why are my thoughts so loud? And I've watched this movie a lot, yeah. and I still don't know what that means. I don't know why the spider bite makes his internal monologue so loud. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I will also say those caption boxes are really a, a really fun visual, and sometimes they need to not do them because uh, the text is too small and you're watching a movie and it's just like, I get that you're doing it, but like when the text, when you can't read it, it distracts from the scene and it's like not like, it's like my problem with Scott Pilgrim, the movie where it's like when they, you know, he punches somebody and says kaboom. I'm like, I'm watching a movie. I hear the kaboom. The sound Mm -hmm. effects are not, they don't need to be on a monopia. like, I know you're trying to make a comic book come to life, but the comic book come to life is a movie and the sound effect is the sound I'm hearing. And like, so like, it's more like about style and I appreciate that. But like when he, like when he's saying, what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? When he's running across the field, I'm like, I can't even read that. The, and it the happens better a lot. one is is there's um, there's a few a couple times they don't use it a lot in it, but there's a few times where we'll say something and his thought bubble will be like like what are you doing? We'll say something different. I'm like that's a pretty good that's a good gag. I do like that. That's really cool. It happens so f- so infrequently. I'm like yeah, uh, you'll miss it. But yeah, that's really cool. That's that's and and it works really well in those sequences. Like you know like like in Spider Man 2002 where uh, he gets his spider sense and it never does that again. 
<laughs> and that that's kind of like I'd be okay with that. Like my his spider sense in this movie is like he has become a comic book and his thoughts are now ca- caption boxes. Uh, and you know we're just going to get that from now on. Like relating it to the spider sense makes a lot of sense. I do have, and we'll get into it later. I do have questions about the spider sense and how sure. it works in this movie, specifically in one character instance. There is, there, there, there this movie is basically perfect. There yeah. is one section that is pretty sweaty of, of trying to explain a character <laughs> we'll get to right now. Um, yeah. So he runs into Gwen, um, uh, and uh, this is. We, we get into like I guess you're new too and I don't know what new means within this context but we'll just we'll gla- yeah. gloss over that um, and this is great because we get that Gwen is also a little bit she seems cool as shit she's voiced by Haley Steinfeld um, yeah but she also like completely beefs it on her alibi like she's like Wanda yeah she like she got a job at Alchemex and enrolled in this school which would have like really stringent background checks and doesn't have a name mm-hmm Whoops. I guess it's because she doesn't want him to know because she doesn't know. No, she has no idea. She, yeah. She's never met another Peter Parker before, so she has no idea that like if she says that her name's Gwen, it's going to trigger anybody. Although, I don't know if either Peter Parker in these universes has a Gwen. Yeah, so, we don't know if they have a Gwen. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, again, I love this movie. I, a lot of yeah. questions around the logistics around Gwen's involvement. Um, right. But not, that's not that. That's not where we're at right now. Uh, Miles try. Miles is classic adolescent boy, not listening to her, uh, <laughs> and tries to do the shoulder touch, which leads to his hand sticking to her hair. She has to go get it trimmed out in the shape of a hand. Great yep. visual gag. Totally. Um, and uh, so he comes out and he's like, nobody knows. And then he quickly realizes everybody knows. And he, whether they do or not, We've all been yeah. kids. We think everybody. Shit, I do that now. I'm like, everybody thinks I suck. Um, <laughs> and so yeah. uh, he gets really paranoid. He starts running around. Uh, again, more of the internal monologue. But we do get one of my favorite jokes is when he's like freaking out. And then he notices one of his other classmates is like tall as shit. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, that's how that's how my brain works. It's well, like she's really tall. Yeah, well, she's really yeah. tall. Wait, I'm not worried about that right now. Uh, <laughs> he gets stopped by campus security um and runs away and uh, this is basically our miles learning his powers he he ends up running into this uh, security guy's office i don't even know how he ends up taking his own shirt off he stumbles it's, out a window he is such up, a calamity <laughs> and it's so it, it. it's one of those things where it, like you know movies do movies love to have like the teenager be awkward and have like one of those cringe moments right mm-hmm. where it's like oh no this is a perpetual cringe moment where it's like he's he's breaking things he's losing clothes mm-hmm. he's touched and you know the adhesion thing that adhesion problem he has is it's you know how like sometimes a protagonist will have like a, a quirk or a problem mm-hmm. and it's only there to establish that they're like relatable and yeah. then that problem disappears immediately like nope this adhesion thing will continue to be a problem for him for a while mm-hmm. until someone tells him like how to knock it off and yeah. like so it, it just adds to the ten- the tension and frustration of that whole sequence where he's outside with no shirt on yeah, sticking to birds stuck to birds gotta feel bad for those birds i don't think those birds yeah. made it out of this uh no. situation <laughs> uh, they're pigeons they're rats anyway yeah fuck them uh, uh so he eventually stumbles back into his room and finds a true life tales of spider-man which uh shows a version of this origin story and shows uh, peter parker does yeah, the I'm assuming world that know that Peter I don't no, they don't because uh, they make an announcement later after he, uh, you know, unfortunately kicks the bucket where they're like, he tur- turns out he's this guy. Uh, yeah, I know. Right. But uh, I, I assume that it's like I've seen this happen before. 
I don't remember which ones. Maybe it was the Dan Slott She-Hulk books. But there are some, like, adaptations of comics in comics where <laughs> they'll be, like, it's licensed by... Like, let's say that, like, since Spider-Man is a corporation in this universe, like, yes. he licensed it and is, like... I can tell you that he is a kid... Like maybe I don't know if it's, does it say Peter Parker in the comic book? It, it might. It doesn't. And the other the other caveat that I think finish your thought, and I think there's another oh. caveat that lends lends to what you're talking about, but right. it doesn't like, specifically it, say Peter Parker. Right. He's like, no. When I was like, I'll tell you my origin story and like how I you know I grew up in the city. I was a big nerd, and you know, and I and I I filled into that role. I'm not going to tell you my real name, where I'm from, what my what my neighborhood is, but like you can know that like I went from like rags to riches. Like you yeah. can know the and 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 you can play with that. And I think the thing that lends itself to that is we do see that this version of Peter is blonde, which, of course, as a 90s kid, immediately makes me think of Ben Riley. Riley. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, And and the the one of the comic is a brunette, more traditional Peter Parker. Um, Yeah. So I think that lends itself to to your interpretation. I will say that's a dumb as fuck idea, because then anybody that went to high school with him will immediately like, oh, wait, Peter Parker's fucking (laughs) Spider-Man. Yeah, no, immediately. Yeah. I remember when he, he literally so, yeah. he punched Flash Thompson across the room. <laughs> yeah, across the room. It, it's depending on which version you're talking about. Yeah. Uh he did it both times. Yeah. But uh, this universe is so weird and so like different that I could see them being like, "Oh, he didn't even go to that high school. Like he didn't even like he went to school in New Jersey." You know, they, mm-hmm. they based on like Scorpion and Doc Ock yes. and Tombstone, like the only thing that's a real version of themselves or a like one to one is Kingpin, and even oh, then, like shit. it's not. That's actually a really good point. That that um, uh, this could be kind of like how, and sometimes in the comics, like the alternate universe, kind of like how in Marvel, DC comics are a thing, or or vice yes. versa. That yes. like. Yeah, in the Peter Parker comic books, that is it's the, like it's that's the, Peter the, P. Parker's reality. Yeah, exactly. But our this Peter Parker is different. That actually, that's a, actually really good. I, I like that take. So yeah. Miles, of course, is freaking out. Um, he goes to call his dad. We see that B. Bendis is a contact in his phone. We get a Love shout it. out to Sarah Pacelli in the movie as well. Yes, you um, do. Although interestingly, similar to the Hawkeye show. Bendis is a producer on it, just like Matt Fraction was a producer on Hawkeye, but the artist is not, and that always makes me feel weird. I don't know the logistics of all that, but you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, and I assume it's like a, it's like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't care for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, uh, Miles goes to the subway to look for the spider that bit him. He finds it, and I, I love the way he's like, "Yeah, this is this spider's super normal. So it's so it's boring. It's so normal." And then it like glitches <laughs> out, and it's like, "Oh fuck, I'm fucking oh, Spider Man." No. Yeah. Um, his spider sense starts to go off, and I love the way this is visualized, like the, the yeah. way it like takes up the whole background, and eventually it kind of like hones in. Um, this leads him to an underground fight between Green Goblin, who is fucking huge. Yeah, he's the ultimate Green Goblin. <laughs> I, I love, but he's got elements from the classic, because he's got the, it's the, got the hat, the hat or thing. whatever, and it's like, ah, that's cool. I like this. Yeah. Uh, so Spider-Man is fighting giant-ass um, uh, Green Goblin. Uh, things, of course, go awry, and uh, Miles almost falls to his death, who's saved by Peter Parker. And this moment is... It, it, we need a way that this Miles feels bad. Like, obviously, the audience has a connection to Spider-Man and will probably, on some level, feel bad if he dies. That he dies. But yeah. we need this connection with Miles, and it, I would imagine... You'd think it'd be like impossible to do that within like a scene, but the way yeah. that they're spider senses react to each other and then sync up his is red and blue miles is at first is green and purple but then they kind of sync up to both be red and blue and the genuine chris pine beautifully underplays this like there's a genuine like immediately rapport that like oh fuck i'm not it's this feeling of i'm not alone right which is important to the movie thematically of course and so like 
that 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 emotion that Chris Pine conveys in that moment of like, oh, he like he doesn't verbally get excited, but you can sense there's like, I can teach this kid, I can show this kid, I can. Yeah. There's, there's now a world of possibilities that when you lose that immediately, it's it's heartbreaking. Agreed. God, um, Pine's good, man. Uh, he's such a great. He is so fucking fantastic in Wonder Woman. It, it's, oh, he's yeah. such a talented, talented. He's good in the Star Trek movies. Those those he's movies can be hit and miss, but good he's Kirk. good. Yeah, yeah, I love him. Great, great. Uh, also, all, uh, worth mentioning, beautiful, uh, beautiful man. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, no question. Yeah. Um, so he, Miles has stumbled his way into Spider-Man trying to stop Kingpin, who you mentioned earlier, from launching an extra-dimensional uh, uh, thing. And I love Peter's, like, I'll be right back, which, uh, well, spoiler, no, you won't. <laughs> Don't, yeah. This is horror movie roles. <laughs> Don't say that. Um, Don't say that, yeah. Listen to Randy. And I love how he gets up to the spot where he's supposed to plug in the the goober. The goober. Uh, and it's so, like, it's like, yeah, I've done this a million times. And yep. this will even get a reference uh, earlier, uh, later in the movie, where he's like pounding for, it's like, I know there's a spot here. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then Prowler so shows great. up and, and fucks his shit right up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, big time. Um, I also like the little, just again, this is a different Peter Parker than we were talking about earlier, but he, Peter gets a moment like, I'm so tired. And it's like, I relate, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where it's like the, the veneer finally comes down. Because this is a Peter Parker who like is flawless. He's the best. He's, mm-hmm. the, he's a perfect Peter Parker. Uh, you know, he has layers. He has like Christmas albums. Like he is he's the only hero and he's just settled. He's like, yeah, I got this. Yeah. And it's like, this is a Peter Parker. It's funny because you know, he, they have the same face. He and Peter B. Parker. So yeah. it's like, clearly they're like, it's, they're like one mistake away from each other. But like, yeah. this is a Peter Parker where like things actually worked out for him as mm-hmm. opposed to the other one where things never work out for him. And yeah. like, what would happen if Peter Parker like actually succeeded? And, uh, it, it's fun to see him be like, I'm really tired. Cause yeah. I'm like, I'm constant because I'm Superman in this universe. Like I have to be great all yeah. the time. Yeah, that's one hundred percent. And and uh, uh, and I forget it becomes important. We each time we get one of these origins, we establish how long that version been, has been active. I can't remember yeah. when this one, th- how long this one's active. I think it's ten years. He says ten years. He does say ten years. years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, he does say ten years. Which which again, maybe it's not one mistake difference. It's just a matter of time. <laughs> it's just a matter. Right. Of just yeah. Wait. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just wait. Or it maybe gets harder. And maybe this one is Ben Riley, and Ben Riley's just better at it than it, it's. Kinda I think like, it is. In um in what if the first two episodes of the what if animated series we got Captain Carter and we got uh uh, uh T'Challa as as Star Lord Star Lord and yeah. both those episodes kind of like the dramatic engine is just both of these people are actually better at it than the right mainstream. what if these guys are better at it yeah yeah no, that's just, exactly it it's um, a capable Peter which is also why I don't buy his death by the way because it's like oh he just gets punched in the chest and he dies like I feel like the Peter with like with with uh, secret underground layers might have like a bulletproof chest or something but yeah who, who knows I will say the this version of Kingpin is strong as fuck man oh big time i, I know yeah. in the comics he's supposed to be super strong he but is, when we yeah. get to the movies it, it this stood out to me really speaking of hawkeye again when he's like ripping car doors off and i'm like wait <laughs> did this kingpin take super soldier serum what's going on yeah, here this one's yeah this one's comic book kingpin where he's big but like also superhuman strong i don't know it's Got all it. muscle also leave schreiber doing a plus work voice doing a plus work also like thank you for taking from Sinkevich. uh great interpretation you'll never see that you'd never see that in anything else it's really cool you decided to do Sinkevich's version of kingpin yeah um it's really cool it's like, just super fucking cool yeah it's uh, there like, it, 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 if it's there use it like, exactly um so the uh he's fighting prowl he's fighting prowler um 
Uh, Kingpin starts the device. He's pinned by Green Goblin. Everything's going to shit, but Green Goblin gets knocked out with some de- debris. Yep. Um, and uh, uh, but then he so it looks like Peter's going to escape, and then Green Goblin shoves him into the beam, which is a great explanation of why we're getting all yes. the spider people. Yeah. Um, and then the device overloads and explodes. Miles mer- emerges from the rubble, uh, and uh, Spidey's not doing so hot. Uh, he gives Miles the goober and he makes <laughs> Peter Parker learning nothing from his own history makes Miles promise that he's gonna he's gonna put the goober up in the thing yeah 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 uh, no no Noah does anyone say yeah no Pete, uh, Miles says it later okay I yeah. gonna say he doesn't say it he doesn't say the, the power responsibility line no yeah Miles starts to say and, and we'll get don't. to that don't don't do it <laughs> don't you do it um, yeah. but yeah he makes uh, uh, and again just the uh, like like little lines like Miles is like, are you going to be okay? And Peter's like, oh, yeah, I'm Spider-Man, man. I'm going to get right back up. Don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and it I just love it. It's like, you're dying. Thing. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, man, you're done. Um, and uh, Kingpin arrives with – Miles hides and Kingpin arrives with Prowler and Tombstone. And also, I love the casual inclusion of villains. Like, why is Tombstone there? Fuck it. Why Why not? We have because, he, because we need a character. Why not Tombstone? I know people were really disappointed because a lot of spectacular Spider-Man fans out there are like, Tombstone got redeemed. We got like, he's the big man. Like, come on. It's like, yes, he – yes, granted – Tombstone had some real because they couldn't use Kingpin in the spectacular shows. Yes. So they made him Tombstone, Tombstone is Kingpin, but we do have Kingpin here. Which but we way, have Kingpin now, so we're gonna make it Tombstone. I'm sorry, and you, you know think, what? Like, yeah. Do you think they had to ask permission from Marvel for Kingpin, or is Kingpin one of those where Kingpin's he kind one of those characters? You can have both. Oh, okay. you can have both. Yeah, uh, that's why Michael Clark Duncan's Kingpin from Daredevil's in the MTV Spider-Man cartoon show. God, they can use both. It's like what the scrolls. What a fucking like, goddamn weird crossover. The Ben Affleck crossover. Daredevil but, takes place in the same universe as fucking... That's fine with me. I'm okay with that. Uh, but also, I will also take that if they go, yeah, you know what? Like, Kingpin was a really cool character and a really good force Like in this. In Spider-Gwen's reality, Matt Murdock is the Kingpin. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're going to do these and we're going to go to her universe, can we have that? Yes. Because I know that they, they were, there were talks about having, in Miles' class, referencing Stark. Yep. So I'm like, I, I, you know, I'm not asking for them to do an MCU of the Into the Spider-Verse universe, but like... But also, want, why not? <laughs> but like, yeah, but like, come on. I mean, I love the idea that Peter B. Parker comes from a reality with the Avengers and with the X-Men well, and stuff. Like, he comes from like the comic book universe. And even then, and even then, wouldn't it be cool if we saw like, because we see in Across the Spider-Verse, he's dropping, dropping from universe to universe. What yeah. if Captain Carter showed up? What if he uh, ran into that? He kings right? out with the what if characters? Because the what That'd if characters really are cool. pretty cool for the most part. I can imagine Sony being like, they're they're trying. This is a movie where Sony was like, no, we're Marvel proofing Spider Man. Like, mm-hmm. This is a movie where it's like, we're not doing any of those because we want to prove we don't need them. But now that you did, at the very least, put Daredevil in it. Damn, like, man. Well, and we do get a Matt Murdock nod later on. Do uh, we really? Yeah, we do. We do. When, uh, when, when, uh, in the final fight, when Kingpin's family's flashing in, one of yeah. the one of the versions of his son is a dead ringer for Matt Murdock. Oh, he's, that's but he's got he's got red hair, got the glasses, got the walking stick. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, his son, by the way, is the Rose, and is supposed to be an adult, but whatever. Yeah, or also <laughs> uh, the schemer. Depending yes. on what era we're talking about, right? <laughs> and True. also the but, ages, because the schemer looks like a fifty-year-old man, and then the rose is like much younger. It's like, all right, whatever. The rose is like twenty, and then in this, the Richard is like ten. 
Yeah, and I don't even so, think wait, unless unless we're doing some shenanigans in MCU, the Richard doesn't even exist. Uh, no, they're not uh, even bothering. Listen, I'll give it give it a soft reboot. Let's have Richard in there. Uh, yeah, come on, I'm mean, okay with that. I mean, they already they already soft rebooted it because he's not going to be crushing heads in car doors anymore. Uh, he sure isn't, and I hope that all the people petitioning Disney to make a Disney Plus Daredevil show understand that. I don't think it's right. going to be this show that they want. It will not be the same show. It's going to be more like Mark Wade's Daredevil, which is fine, but like Dude, not Mark the same Wade, thing. Mark Wade's Daredevil is so fucking good. It's yeah. so fucking good. Anyway, yeah, yeah, but it won't be. It won't have yeah. the teeth. Yeah, exactly. And it's and it's why whatever we don't need to get into that. I also yeah. think yeah, it's yeah. probably in the best interest uh, just all around that maybe the MCU doesn't do Punisher. Don't do it. John Bernthal was great. I say consider casting John Bernthal as your Wolverine. I think he'd do great oh. as that as well. And then we just all move on with our lives. Listen, right. Marshall <laughs> Ali can be the bad guy in Luke season, Luke Cage season one, and can be played. Uh, uh, John Bernthal can be your Wolverine, and we all just Seriously. and we just pretend uh, Punisher just isn't a thing anymore. We're just they moving play, on. They play fast and lose with it anyway. There's no way the Disney's going to even touch t- Punisher with a ten foot pole. Ten foot pole. I don't no care way. what they're doing now. Where they're making him like a hitman with a <laughs> hand or whatever. It's like yeah, no, that's he's, not. He's the work. ruler of the hand. There's no way. That's not going to no. last, but also they're not going to do that. Nope, um, nope. And anyway. also the redesign of his skull doesn't look good, uh, so it's not no, going to No, but it'll be off. back. It'll be back. I know. But, but it has its own problem. Punisher's just a problem. Um, Punisher anyway. is a problem, but not not our problem. Yeah. <laughs> so, what you, yeah, not our problem. What you need to do with the Punisher is what they're doing in Peacemaker, where you're just yes. kind of like, actually, the whole idea of this is kind of fucked up. <laughs> Uh-oh, I'm back to remind you about Hellbent, comicbook.com. That's right, volume two is on the way. So if you missed out uh, the last time I was just talking about it earlier in the episode, please go over to hellbentcomicbook.com and sign up at our pre-launch page. Hellbent volume one was a big hit. We are looking forward to volume two being an even bigger hit. If you like your comics being action-packed and irreverent, you're going to really dig Hellbent. So do yourself a favor and go over to hellbentcomicbook.com and check out our pre-launch page, and we'll see you at launch. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anyway, uh, Kingpin crushes Spider-Man to death. He just literally just just and and you're right. It's on the one hand you're like, well, he just punches him to death. But then later we see Kingpin do the same move on a building and it shatters the building. So it's like, oh, right. okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. No, I buy it. I buy he's strong enough. I'm just like, you know, you're pretty fast. I feel like he would have moved. But like, again, he did he's have a already building beaten. Fall like on him. they they build it. Like they build up to it. So yeah. it's it's okay. Like it's not in any way unearned. I don't I don't I don't hate it. Oh, speaking of earning it, the the what triggers Kingpin to do this is Spider. Man saying they're gone. Uh, yeah. Which is a, again, even we're taking the time. We don't have a lot of time in this movie. We got a lot to do, but we're going to give Kingpin just enough. And again, acting, a- acting in the sense of Lee Schreiber's voice work, which is great, but yep. also in the animation, conveying a lot with a little. Yeah. Fuck. Um. So, uh, uh, meanwhile, while that was all going on, all the. the, the, the Kingpin sends Prowler after Miles, who accidentally outs himself, and he chases him, but Miles vanishes. Oh. But while the while the gadget was on, while the uh, uh, what do they call it? They call it a um, uh, 
a collider or whatever. Oh yes, yes, it's, the in, it's in my notes. Yeah, they re- they refer to it as the collider, but it's also like a, there's a there's a longer term for it. Yeah. So, but while it was on, like a fire hydrant becomes like a billion fire hydrants. Yeah. And we get some people in the street going like, I think it's a bank scene. It's like, yeah, they that, yeah. Unless <laughs> I love you were that. There and saw that happen. I will also say we get casual mentions of because of this machine, uh, earthquakes, and uh, that part of the country does not get earthquakes, right? We n- no. <laughs> like, people are chill as fuck like we i i feel like be, that's some california brain linking in it's like we get earthquakes is. and we're like whatever and it's like no if an earthquake happened in new york you no. evacuate the city we would have a problem like we've had we've had tremors but we've never had like a you know like a real earthquake yeah. not not in like hundreds of years so i feel like like yeah we'd notice why aren't seismologists all over the news like that's a major plot point in the defender show it's like right? wait, we're getting earthquake now earthquakes now this is a problem <laughs> yeah yeah completely that's funny i forgot all about like what anything about defenders but yeah oh man the the episode where they all team up is really cool that, that one that episode is really one cool. episode's yeah, really cool um yeah oh anyway. and the one episode where daredevil beats the shit out of iron fist because we're all just thinking it yeah <laughs> what else please for the love of god just fucking um so Miles goes home instead of back to school. Love this because of course I he's a kid. He go home and and I and again this is this goes back to your points about the dad where like right I, I actually relate a lot to to Jefferson in this scene because because he has my inability to mask your feelings about things because because <laughs> uh, uh, Miles asks him about like do you really hate Spider Man and instead of like reading I the mean, room and being like no we'll talk about this later no he does what I would probably do like. Well, I mean, you asked me, so the truth is, <laughs> here's my problems with Spider-Man. And it's like, this is not the time, my guy. Right. This is not the time. And yeah. which is why Rio's there. And she's like, hey. She's like, hey, what are you doing, man? <laughs> Shut the fuck up he's right like, now. I mean, sh- I mean, he asked me, right? She's like, yeah, he's a child. Yeah, like, which is oh, also like, yeah. this is actually a good uh, picture of a, of a functioning marriage where it's like, the totally. picks up the ball like, nope, uh, no, I got this. Fucking yeah. calm down. Yeah, yeah, love it. And they let Miles stay the night uh, because mom says, like, no, this is, this is, he needs to stay the night. Yeah, I love, he's like, oh, well, you know, you made a commitment, man. She's commitment. like, of course. She's like, she just looks at him like, are you for real right now? You can't tell your son he can stay in his own bed. Yeah. He's like, all right. I mean, like, that's, that's, I think, I'm telling you, he's just playing two roles. He's like, he's like, I mean, ugh, okay, son, yeah. you're at an age where you need to honor your commitments. And it's like, just let your son sleep in his bed. He's like, all right, of course. Like, well, yeah. and that also can be be read into the fact of the, whatever happened with Aaron that he, yes. he he really leans in this hard because he's the, yeah, Aaron seems cool, but you don't know what I I know about Aaron. Yeah, yeah. And you don't want to go through what Aaron went through, so I'm trying to prevent that. And, right, and, and, and that that could be read as a, a dig on Aaron, but it, it's actually. I, I love Aaron so much and it makes me sad yeah. and so I yeah. love you and I don't want that to happen with you right and I think it's also like it, it may be an indication as to like their dad maybe there was no dad and yeah. in their or, or dad was like really bad at it and he's like mm-hmm. so I'm gonna be the idea of what a dad should have been like what if if I was dad when Aaron was your age Aaron yes. wouldn't be in the position he was in so I'll yeah. pretend to be that guy and I'm, I'm much be... less effective at it like yes because when he's honest, when he's talking to Miles, like that's when he's effective, like yeah. th- through the door, like that's that's being a father, pretending be, to be a police, like being police dad is not going to fix this. Exactly, I'm going to be your dad. I'm going to be Aaron's dad. I'm going to be this my yes! whole jurisdiction's dad as a cop. Yeah, I'm going to be, be dad, my own dad, dad, dad. And, like, <laughs> and we're going to fix this. And and Rio is like, what are you doing? Like she's like, I didn't marry this guy. Like yeah. what are you talking about? I love God, it. Yeah, bless him for not killing Jefferson on this. Oh um, my God. Yeah, yeah. They don't kill him. By the way, in the comics, like. 
Rio dies. <laughs> yeah, I don't know like, that. I yeah, that's that's tough. That's, but doesn't she come back? Whatever. We don't need she to. Come, get well, in. she comes back when they put him in the universe. Like when they put him in cool. the regular universe, they're just Beyonder's like, I feel bad. I mean, yeah. if I meet your mom, that sucks. So uh, yeah, but uh, the 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 reliance on killing dads or parent figures. Yeah, it's young adult fiction. That's what mm-hmm. you do, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, but I'm glad they didn't. I hope they don't in the next ones. But we'll talk. A, we'll speculate about the second one. It's kind of yeah. It's kind of like um uh when every you know everybody's like ah oh, the Snyder cut and then it, like they huh. kill off Cyborg's dad and it's like but you realize that Cyborg only has like one supporting character right and it's his dad. Why are right. you killing him off character. in this movie? Oh, you know we needed to show how tense it was. Yeah, and, and he also does like, for no reason. You get like <laughs> you get two black characters in this movie and you kill one of them one like, of yeah like so again like glad I, oh, I guess we do whatever anyway yeah mm-hmm. <clears throat> getting ahead of ourselves yeah. um so uh uh we get news report the next day about spider-man's death this version of spider-man's only 26 god yeah. damn he's a fucking baby um right. uh uh mj we we get a little bit of mj she's at a memorial which by the way props to her for being brave enough to show up a memorial after your husband's just been outed as spider-man and murdered i'd be like yeah. oh, i'm i'm going into hiding that's i'm going why, to that's witness why protection. i think <laughs> that's why i think like this peter parker like this spider-man has created like a network like he's the tony stark of this universe like yeah they're insulated by money and, and like technology you know like aunt yeah. may only lives in the forest hills house because that's her house not God because damn, aunt like so good in this movie she's great I, she, lily tomlin's inspired casting i wish it was Li- lily tomlin from 20 years ago because she <laughs> just sounds so friggin' old mm-hmm. like she sounds like she's just croaking out her lines and i feel like i know lily tomlin she's great yeah. she'd be a perfect aunt may 20 years ago yeah uh, i will also say zoe kravitz playing uh mary jane great job yeah doing 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 great work little like she's like four lines but she's great yeah she's great in that and um so uh he always said in in her narration she says he always said anybody uh anyone could uh, it could be anyone behind the mask. Again, oh my God, a theme. Uh, yeah, and this is yeah. where we get Miles, uh, we get our Stan Lee cameo. And, and for me, I think this is hands down my favorite Stan Lee cameo for a couple reasons. It's the best Stan Lee cameo in Marvel fiction. Absolutely. Well, it captures, it captures, and of course, this is right after he passed, but it captures yeah. the spectrum of Stan Lee. Because on the one yes. hand, we get the 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 empowering words, um, uh, you know, like Miles says, like because he's playing, a, he was playing a costume shop vendor. Miles is buying a Spider-Man costume. A lot of people are buying it right now because Spider-Man just died. It's all yep. like a cheap Halloween costume. And Miles says, "Can I return it if it doesn't fit?" And Stanley says, "It always fits eventually." So we get that classic, like, yep. "Oh man, Stanley!" Yeah. But then it pans over, and we see there's a sign that says, "No refunds, no, no refunds. returns." And it's and it's and, and I don't I don't hear a lot of people talking about, it, but it feels like a, a, the movie acknowledging, like, but remember. Stanley, first and foremost, was a businessman and, and, yes. and, and a pitch man. He was he was the one that sold the ideas. Yes, uh, and and this is like just hey, just keep that in mind. <laughs> that is imp- that is one hundred percent my interpretation as well. Like when I saw that, I was like, wow, yeah. like they dared the balls, to do that. The like, balls, because yeah. his smile is just like, don't ever come back here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's one of those it's just amazing like it's it always fits eventually no fucking refunds <laughs> no kid. fucking refunds kid and it's just one of and it's and it's perfect because again both of the, both of those things can exist stanley yeah. can be can have participated in the architecture of these stories that have inspired us and he can also be this kind of like slimy business right. guy like he, both those things yeah, can be he true can <laughs> give, he can give morality lessons and also screw over his collaborators like he's he's all yeah. these things and it's like let, it's it's disingenuous to like lie about who he is or deify him in any way but also like 
dude, d- you know, like he worked with a lot of different artists and creators. They're all iconic. He wasn't, it, it wasn't all the art. Like he did something. Like well, he was it, adding it, to something. Their, their work, to, the way I, I always think about it in my, in my mind is together, you know, they created, we're talking with like Jack Kirby and the Steve Ditko's of the world. They created yeah. the Avengers. They created the, the original X-Men. They created Spider-Man. Yeah. And, and uh, those are all uh, incredibly indelible. And, but like, Steve Ditko on his own created the question. He created the creeper. He created uh, the Ted Cord Blue Beetle. Yeah. Jack Kirby on his own created uh, uh, the, the new gods, and, the, <laughs> and uh, he created the yeah. new gods, and he created the demon, and he created all those. Stanley on his own created Stripperella. So, yeah. But but again, all together, yeah, they made these iconic things. Um, That's true. That's true. It's collaboration. And, and, and it's yeah, but and so I think I think we're on the same page. Part of the brilliance of this is is the honesty about all. It's capturing all of that in one scene. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, and it's not even a whole scene. It's just like two. It's it's three seconds. Like it's mm-hmm. it's economical. Like the yeah. the movie is like we need to do. This is the it, this is almost like the most indulgent the movie becomes. Mm-hmm. Is like we're going to take a minute and we're going to also talk about Stanley for like literally two seconds. Yeah, uh, because that's all we can spare because there's a lot in this movie. Oh, uh, so much. <laughs> seeing it again, there is. A moment not a moment but like a whole aspect of this movie where i'm like do we even need this and it's huge uh but it's also one of those things where i'm like all right like this is when if you didn't like this movie it's where the wheels come off and it's much later in the movie but we'll talk about that later yeah yeah there's uh well yeah we'll get into that so uh, we're going. We're back at um, Jay's memorial. She's kind of like narrating the sequence. Um, yeah. Very emotional sequence. Um, she says, "Everyone has powers of some kind. In a way, we're all Spider-Man, and we're all counting on you," um, uh, it, which is beautiful. And then this movie, a lot of superhero movies feel the need to undercut stuff. Yep. But this is the way to do it because yes. my because my because it's not a joke. It's a genuine human reaction from everybody involved. Yeah. What, what MJ is conveying is a is a real thought and is not only thematically important but makes sense to to her character. Yep. Miles' reaction, kn- knowing what he knows, is like they're counting on me. That's directly to him. Yeah. But then the person that next guy. to him <laughs> has another, and he probably in the real world this probably would probably would just think it and not say it. But we're yeah. not in his thoughts, so he just leans over. It's like, well, it's probably not specifically, specifically. you. It's more of a. You know, it's just more of a more of a metaphor. Yeah, <laughs> and so it's great. It's 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 thematically rev, uh, uh, relevant. It's character relevant, and it's also like, hey, but also like, let's lighten up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I loved it. So uh, Miles looks at the comics again for guidance, which again is in only in this viewing did it confuse. There's like, wait a second, does this make sense? Doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, uh, oh man, this is so good. Uh, so Miles goes to like the tallest building in the city that he can <laughs> find to to try his powers, and he looks down, and then we see a shot of him going back down the stairs, and it's like, yeah, one hundred percent the right call, kid. Oh, it's great because like that's that's like that's a joke you've seen a thousand times, but then adding to it where he looks at the building and then he looks over at like a much shorter building is like much shorter there building. we go <laughs> yes nailed it and uh so he goes there and he trips on his laces and beefs it hard uh destroying the doohickey which is another it's it's a plot contrivance but also where else is he'd keep it on him of course he would yeah, where else course. would he put it right um and of course he breaks it because if i was a teenager with it i that would happen to me yeah absolutely he goes to Peter's grave. We see um, a rare instance of specific dates. He was from 1991 to 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, and Miles uh, speaks to the grave like you do in movies. And then a skeevy dude in a trench coat sneaks up behind him. But this is not just any skeevy dude. Yeah, <laughs> this is another Peter Parker. And we get the and Miles accidentally electrocutes the shit out of him. And it's a good thing that it's a Spider-Man because then he probably would have died. He'd be dead. Yeah. 
the fact is he's in ca- he's unconscious like most of the battle so or the sequence so yeah, yeah he was he was he was knocked out hard god and this is this we'll get to it in a minute because we're gonna do the origin but that whole sequence that was the sequence they played as like a teaser i, I don't think i want to say it was in front of another spider-man movie but the only one would be would have been homecoming and that was a year before anyway i i don't yeah. i don't remember when i saw the sequence but it was in front of another sony movie Mm. Um, and it's and this is where like animation sings because it's such a slapstick Looney Tunes like Peter's knocked out yep. but it just works anyway before that we get our origin of Peter B. Parker uh, he's been Spider-Man 22 years and it's been a hard 22 years he, uh, <laughs> uh, he's got clocked in the head with a drone he's gotten divorced uh, he got divorced because MJ wanted kids and he was scared of that yep. um, which you know uh, the people he fights yeah I, yeah, I get it uh, yeah um, yeah uh and i love the, then we get to the present like he's put on some weight peter this peter b parker is not only my my probably my favorite interpretation of spider-man it is uh me during the pandemic he's right. uh, put on weight <laughs> he's wearing sweatpants yeah he's, he's he's really struggling to keep things together and he's completely lying to himself and others around him he's just okay. I, I saw him at my apartment doing ab crunches getting strong and yes. uh yes. it's like no maybe it's from dimensional warping oh yeah 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 oh yeah totally totally uh uh he's crying in the shower i handled it like a champ i handled the divorce like a champ uh, yeah um and he says uh then a really weird thing happened and really weird thing happens really weird things happen to me all the time um <laughs> and he gets sucked up in the portal and he just wants that pizza slice he's just like okay i love the, <laughs> the priorities mask and then uh, that last slice of pizza yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> and again it comes from the it's really effective from the the, the one of the things i really liked about the new scream movie mm. is the way the legacy characters are like oh, got this again like because they have <laughs> they've been through it that would be the reaction mm-hmm. and there's the same thing of like i don't know what this is but also that's my life and so i kind of just want the slice of pizza before we get into whatever <laughs> this is going to be <laughs> Exactly. In case I need to fight Galactus or some shit. I don't fucking right? know, but who knows when I'm going to get pizza again. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, uh, in the present, uh, well, it's uh, teleported here. So many great billboard gags. I definitely get didn't get all of them, but we get, when he's in Times Square, we get yep. Hold Your Horses with Seth Rogen. Yeah, yeah. We get Planet Inglewood, which what the, what the fuck is going on in Inglewood that they have a I, restaurant in this in this universe? I don't know. Uh, and then we get Hi Hello with Nick Kroll and John Mulaney. And I meant to look at, but I think that's a real, I know Nick Mulaney and John, Nick Is that their Kroll, Broadway show? I think that's their, actually their Broadway show. That makes There's sense. no way to find out. There's no I way to imagine, look it up. I could very much imagine John Mulaney being like, whatever you're going to pay me is, you know, whatever. <laughs> but make sure you put the, you put a promo for my new Broadway show. Yeah, put that in there. Because uh, um, anyway, whatever. I was going to yeah. look it up. It's not coming up. Um, ah. Somebody in the comments will let me I know. I think you're absolutely right, though. Because I, th- I, I was a big John Mulaney fan for a minute. And uh, so I think I remember that being a thing. Yeah. And um, we also get a, a billboard for Romita Ramen. A nice shout out to John Romita. Yeah. Um, and I heard I heard some controversy about the billboards. By the way, that like like Rogan and folk were like pissed oh, about that. Where they're like, that's, that's not like that. These were like movies that they passed on or had like in development or something like that. Like I had heard some rumblings that like Rogan was pissed or that people who had been like represented in those in those billboards that were in the movies were like, uh, what are you doing? Oh, that's a bummer. Uh, I know, I, I but think it's a I, fucking it great could be joke. hearsay. I don't know, but I, I yeah. just remember that being a thing, and I'm like, who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, if you're Seth Rogen, you should have a sense of humor about that stuff. Uh, yeah. So, um, uh, back in the present, um, the cop show up, uh, and and it's it's in this universe. It's instead of NYPD, it's PDNY. PDNY, yeah. Which is weird on the cop cars too. It looks like the D looks kind of like a. It looks, looks weird. So it looks I'm like, like pony, and it's like yeah, pony. It oh, throws PDNY. my mind. Yeah, it completely throws me off. Uh, yes. 
I also so, love Coca Soda, by the way. That that like that that ad. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Um, again, a lot of a lot of work went in. A lot of love and work went in this movie. So yeah. unfortunately for Miles, he Peter kind of webbed him, so he's stuck. So yeah. this leads to a big old chase across the city where literally uh, Peter Parker's face hits every surface. He would die. This is the one where I'm like, we're so grounded in this movie. And then this like Looney Tunes sequence goes through and it's yeah. before a literal Looney Tunes character shows up. And I'm just kind of like, this is a little much. Like this is a sequence where every, like I remember seeing it in theaters and being like, it's a little much. And like seeing it four more times, I'm like, I'm still like not on board for this. Sequence. I'm still on the fence. I yeah, I I like it. I, I think I also it's like fun, the fun. And the I cards. can imagine like it's one of the only times for children to laugh mm-hmm. uh, in this movie, especially after the death of their hero. I um, I know holy shit. I also like the cops. Like looks like a child dressed like Spider Man is dragging a homeless corpse behind a train. That was funny, but that's like a that's a that's a that's a line gag as opposed to like watching Spider Man get his face smashed into every, every car surface. or sign. Yeah. yeah, like come on. Um, so it ends with them collapsing the sidewalk as pedestrians just walk right over, over them. Yep. <laughs> and I do think we get another little Stanley here. I think Stanley is one of the pedestrians. That would make I'm sense. I'm not sure. Can't confirm. Um, so uh, Miles takes Peter uh, to Aaron's apartment, uh, right. which I do. Good thing Aaron's not home. Um, yeah, holy crap. And tires, ties Peter to Aaron's punching bag. Yeah. Uh, and, and another interesting visual touch is you're right. They look, this Peter, Peter B. Parker and the Peter Parker we saw look the same, except this Peter has like a broken nose. Yeah. Which is a nice, again, like, it's like, oh man, wait, was that Doc Ock? Was that Green Cop? Who who hit you in the face that hard? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's probably just, I've been hit in the face so many times. So my, many times. My, my nose will never set right. Yeah. Yeah. God, I love it. And like, he's attached to a punching bag. He is a punching bag. Mm-hmm. Uh. Mm-hmm. So, but again, one thing I like about this Peter is that he he, he is a punching bag, but he's still Spider Man, and so he's yeah. still capable, right? Um, uh, and I like the little moments where we show that, like, oh no, this is the superhero you know. He's just kind of over it at this point, right? Um, he's just I, I really don't want to do this anymore. But like, it's second nature, like him escaping, him just leaving, him him effortlessly doing his powers. It's like, dude, get out of your own way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, when he's talking to Miles, uh, Miles is trying to guess like why he's there, and, and eventually he clocks at me like, "Wait, are you from an alternate dimension?" He's like, yeah. "Oh, good job." And then he gets out, and I love the line like, "Don't watch the mouth, watch the hands." It's like, yeah, because that's again, that's why Spider Man's always mouthing off because it's, yeah. it's a distraction. It's not exactly. a co- not only a coping mechanism; it's nope. a distraction. It's a distraction. That's right. Um, and and he leaves, and this is another. A perfect example of how to do exposition because not only is it filled with humor and character, but it also it, it, uh, it's told visually in a dynamic fashion as as we walk down one side of the building and up the other, and it shows us like again you talk about the effortlessness of the second nature of this Peter. He's yeah. just walking down. Meanwhile, Miles is like he's desperately struggling. trying not to fall. <laughs> yeah, he's just struggling. Yeah, and uh, this is where we. Um, we learn about that the, this Peter's glitching because uh, he has the line, "My atoms aren't jazz, jazzed about being in a different universe." Yeah, um, and uh, Miles tells Peter about the Alchemax key, Alchemax key, excuse me. Yeah, and Peter calls it a goober. And again, we're learning a lot about like what what the movie's conveying is. Hey, this is the MacGuffin we're going to need for the movie. Yeah. Meanwhile, we've got interesting things to look at. We're learning things about the characters. There's yep. just a lot going on here, and um, I, I love the moment where. Basically, Peter's like, "Yeah, give me the goober, and I'm out of here because I want to get home. I don't care yeah. about whatever you got going on." <laughs> right. And and uh, Miles is basically, like, "Wait, so you're just gonna leave me here to deal with it? Is that are you good with that Spider Man? Like, right. remember, you're supposed to be Spider Man, and in my yeah. universe, that means something." Yeah. Right. 
And I love Peter B. Parker's moment of like, ah, shit, fuck, power, <laughs> responsibility, god damn it, fuck, yeah. fine, I'll do it. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, it's just, yeah, that's so great. The whole sequence is adorable, and we're seeing the, both personalities on display, how they, how, they, how they jive, how they, like, you know, grind. It's, it's really good stuff. Yeah, and like you mentioned earlier, we get the moment where Miles starts to try, he stumbles he through to say the power, yeah the power and responsibility line, and Peter's like, don't, don't you don't you put that on me? Listen, yeah. I've had twenty two years of this shit. All right, right. fucking let it go. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm over it. Like yeah. you know what? That's the that's the, that's that's the yeah that's a lesson for a teenager. That's not for me anymore. Yeah. and it's like ah, but I am still a perpetual teenager. So yeah. Oh, and also again that that second nature of it it's so so ingrained into you can it allows him the ability for that moment to take it for granted but then he can't escape the gravitational pull of it it's like ah fuck i gotta do the right thing because yep. it's who i am son of a bitch yep yep and that is where we're going to end episode one of spider-man into the spider-verse our miles and our our peter peter b parker have have united um, to hopefully, fingers crossed, save the day. Oh. Uh, and that's just the tip of the iceberg for our spider people. But Sal, before we go, remind the kids at home where they can find you and what they should be looking out for for now. Oh, man. Uh, watch out for uh, for me and my crew chatting about comic books every week uh, over on YouTube.com slash Comic Pop and our other channel, YouTube.com slash Comic Pop Returns. Uh, one's got pre-recorded stuff. One's got live stuff, both from all about comics and, uh, and, and I promise, lively, fun chats about all kinds of stuff like this. Please. Do yourself a favor. Go check that shit out. And we will see. You're already, if you're listening here, right. you're probably already part of the Patreon. We might have released this episode for free just to show you what you're missing out on. If you want part two of this discussion, please do yourself a favor. Go to patreon.com slash only stupid answers. We also have our discussions of all the Spider-Man movies leading up to this for the Tobey Maguire's and the Andrew Garfield's and the beginnings of the Tom Holland's. Yep. Uh, we're going to be doing Venom, all that jazz. So do yourself a favor. Go to the Patreon. Uh, check that shit out. Uh, if you're already a patron, oh, fuck, I appreciate you so much. Uh, and tell your friends at home. And we will see you next time. Bye, everybody.